in school would ask, what nationality are you? And I would sort of guess and, and just say what my adopted family was. The birth date in that letter was December 3rd, that I was always told my birthday was, and on my birth certificate was December 4th. I had an identity and that was mine, and it made it worth taking that test just for that. Julie grew up knowing she was adopted and knew one day she would try to find out who her birth family was. She was aware it would hurt her birth parents, so she didn't share any efforts she had made to look in her early adulthood. A few years ago, her daughter had given her a 23andMe test and she decided she was ready to seriously search. She first connected with her paternal half-brother and has been able to connect with both birth parents and even her 97-year-old grandmother. She's very much enjoying getting to know everyone and is even preparing to visit her half-brothers for Thanksgiving this week. Here is my interview with Julie. So at what age were you adopted and where were you adopted from? I was under two weeks old and I was adopted in Chicago from the Evangelical Child and Family Agency. And do you remember how you found out you were adopted? I do not have a specific memory of being told I was adopted. I knew from the beginning my parents, my adoptive parents were very open about that. And did your adoptive family have any other children? They had two biological children who were both boys. Were they older than you? Yes. So they wanted a girl? (laughs) Yep, yep, they wanted a girl. So you just found your birth family within the past few years, but you searched for them much earlier on. What made you want to look for them? And was there any reason that it was an important time the first time you looked? I always wondered. It was like a big missing piece in my life that everybody sort of knew. Kids in school would ask, what nationality are you? And I would sort of guess and and just say what my adopted family was, not knowing for sure, but it always felt weird to me that I had no understanding of my heritage. And I first went to the adoption agency when I was 21 because I figured then I would be of age and I wasn't a minor anymore by any stretch. So I perhaps have access to some information they'd be willing to give to me. So were you raised in the same area that you were adopted from? Yes. Yes. I grew up in the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. So being adopted and still being in that area, did you ever think that, you know, maybe you would come in contact with any of your birth family or was that not something that really crossed your mind? Every once in a while, I'd be at the grocery store or something or the mall or whatever and be like, who knows? I could be related to someone I'm standing right next to and not ever know it. Yeah. Well, was your adoptive family supportive of you searching? They were not. When I started searching, I was in a particularly difficult time with my adopted family. So when I told my mother that I had started looking, she was kind of heartbroken about it. And it hurt her to think that I wanted to know this and that I think it made her feel like she wasn't enough or a good enough parent. And it wasn't about that. It wasn't about at all her parenting. It was about me knowing who I was both by how I was raised and by my genetics. She didn't understand that it was a 
a, a part of my identity that I needed to know about. Later, uh, she passed away in 2003. And after that, my father was a lot more supportive, although I did not search again. I searched on and off through my 30s until uh, finally was DNA that, that I was able to get some real information from. Yeah, it seems like a lot of adoptees start searching around like their early 20s, late teens. And that's usually a time where we're butting heads with our parents. But it's mm-hmm. also a time where we're figuring out who we are. It always seems to coincide and it, it doesn't end up being a great situation between the parents and the children. Yeah, yeah, it, it was not great. Was there any information that they had that they were willing to give you when you started searching? Well, like I said, I knew the adoption agency because they had told me that. Someone told me they thought that my last name was Peterson, but that wasn't sure. And that wasn't terribly helpful just because Peterson is such a common name. Did you come across any other roadblocks with the information that you had? Was the adoption agency able to tell you anything? They were able to tell me a little bit. I was nervous about it because they shared with me a letter that my mother had written. But she had the the birth date that she talked about in that letter was not the same as the birth date on my birth certificate. So I kind of freaked out because I wasn't sure if it was the right person or not. So that plus the reaction of my parents meant that I did not pursue it again for a while. That's really confusing that there was a different birthday. In the end, did you find out if your birthday had been wrong? I think it was. It became irrelevant to some degree after the DNA results were in, just because the birth date in that letter was December 3rd, that I was always told my birthday was, and on my birth certificate was December 4th. It was the middle of the night. It really is an easy thing to be on one or the other side of midnight didn't really matter that much after I thought about it some more. Sure. And if you've just given birth, it's probably easy to not be sure exactly what time it is. Exactly. (laughs) And when I was 21, I had not yet given birth, so I did not understand. (laughs) So how did you find your birth family? I think you just mentioned DNA results. Yep. Uh, My daughter got me a 23andMe kit for my birthday slash Christmas uh, several years ago. And so I finally took the DNA test then, which didn't immediately give me family that I could reach out to and find who knew about me. But it did give me some heritage that I did not know at all. I found out I was Jewish, which was a total surprise to me. And it wasn't until a couple years later that I got updated information on the 23andMe site that had a half-brother that popped up as a match for me. So you were raised evangelical Christian, which from what I know, it's pretty strict Christian religion. And then you found out that you were ethnically Jewish. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. That must have been a pretty big surprise. It was. It was a huge surprise. It actually was kind of exciting because... Again, it was not anything that I had guessed or suspected. So it was exciting to me to get that news because I had an identity and that was mine. And it made it worth 
taking that test just for that to realize that I did have my own heritage that differentiated me from my adoptive family. Not that I was trying to distance myself, but that it was mine and I knew it belonged to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what was it like the first time that you actually got into contact with your birth family? I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And it started as email. And I'm so grateful to my brother that he was very patient with me. And I think maybe he was a little bit nervous about it as well, because who knows? People come out of the blue and who knows what they want or what they might ask or if they're okay. I mean, it's this huge black hole. So he was very kind and very patient. And I wrote an email saying high level of what my background was. He wrote back with the same sort of information about him. And we arranged a meeting. He ended up being not terribly far away, a few hours north of me in Maine. So we arranged to meet a few months later, right before the pandemic, like days before everything shut down, really. Hmm. And so I met him and his partner and his daughter. They now have another child who's about 10 years younger than me. So it, it was a really, really positive experience. So you were first in contact with your half-brother. Mm-hmm. Were you in contact with either of your birth parents at that time? Not at that point. That came a little bit later. Okay. How were you feeling leading up to meeting your half-brother, like the ride up there? <laughs> I'm nervous. I was excited. I really wanted to make a good impression. And I knew at least from the email that we had a decent amount in common as far as ways we think and sort of politically. And so I, I felt good about that. There was also a relief that it was not a huge secret that people knew about me because one of my big fears when I started was the idea that, especially on my mother's side, when I was given up for adoption, that it could have been a big family secret. Maybe nobody knew. Maybe I was conceived in horrible circumstances. Was I coming in and wrecking somebody else's life? Those were all sort of things that had held me back in the past from pursuing it actively. But now having a hit in a site where people were voluntarily being tested and looking for that, and then finding out that, yes, he knew that he had a sibling, a half-sibling somewhere, and that was okay. That was a huge relief for me. Did you find out why you were given up for adoption? Sort of. Not directly. It was 1968. My father was in Chicago, where my mother was from, I believe, and they were co-workers. It was not, I haven't, I've met my mother, I haven't asked her directly why, because it seems pretty obvious. It's 1968, her family was somewhat religious, I think, and there was the whole stigma of having a child out of wedlock, and so, and the adoption system in those days was kind of brutal and cruel, and... So I don't really have to ask why, because I kind of know why. Yeah, kind of implied with the time period, I guess. Exactly. So how long ago did you meet your birth mother? I met her in February. Of this year? Mm Mm-hmm, of this year. Okay, so that's still pretty recent. 
Yes. And you met her in person or is that the first time you spoke with her? The first time I spoke with her was towards the end of last year. And then I met her in person in February of this year. How was the meeting? It was tearful. It was, at least on my part, it was good. At the same time, I met a sibling and my sibling's child and my husband was there. So there was a group of us and... So it was a lot. And my mother, the first thing my mother asked me was about my husband. She wanted to know if he was good to me, which is, I think, a sweet question, although I think it may speak to perhaps some experiences she's had that were difficult. Yeah, it is a nice thing to want to know, I guess, when you're first meeting someone, when you're first meeting your biological child. So what were you feeling like immediately after meeting her? Did you feel nervous about how it was going to go from there? Yeah, a little bit. She's in Milwaukee and I'd taken the time to spend a few days there so I could have time to get to know her. And it was all entirely pleasant. Although she is not in the best of circumstances, she lives with her child and her grandchild and doesn't have a lot of money and and they they struggle a lot and so there's concerns around that yeah that's got to be tough to see yeah have you also met your birth father i have and how was that meeting gave me this big hug and he was a little bit teary he's a very quiet man i've met him twice i still don't feel like i know him but i'm getting to and he is somewhat closer by so I feel like it's easier to make plans to see him even though I haven't in a while but it was good it felt like filling in the blanks for both of the meetings felt like a huge filling in of blanks and feeling of things that finally made sense to me and things that I was shocked by as well like there's big differences and big similarities So as many questions as answers to some degree. Yeah. Well, it must have been comforting for them, too, to know that you had a good life and that you're okay, right? Yes. And especially for my mother, that was a huge concern of her. She did say that when she was younger, she wanted to become like an au pair. She wanted to find my adopted family and become an au pair so she could make sure I was okay because she was really worried that I wasn't okay. And I think for her one of the big reliefs was that now she knows that I was and knows that I can have peace about her decision yeah which I imagine being in that situation could be a really haunting question yeah definitely I can totally see that so does your biological father have children also Yes, my biological father has one biological son and an adopted son as well. Oh, wow. Are you in contact (laughs) with them? Have you met them too? Yes, yes. My biological half-brother, he's the one in Maine. He's the one with the family that I visited a couple of times and is a lovely human being. That part of it, I feel like I can see some of the similarities and uh, some of my heritage with that. They're lovely people. So from your mother's side, all you have is one biological half-sister, is that right? Uh, I have a half-sibling and then two half-brothers. And how long have you been in contact with your birth father? I met them first. Okay. And that's been three and a half years now. 
And did your biological father know about you being born? He did. He did. It's only been a year or so since you've found all of them. Is that accurate? Yeah. And do you think that anything has changed in any way or evolved so far? Yes, definitely. I'm still working on building relationships with both sides. I met not only my birth mother and one sibling and a nephew, I've met my biological grandmother, who's 97. I met an aunt. I met a couple of cousins. They were all very, very open and sweet to me and happy to meet me, excited to meet me, which was such an enormous relief. Because I, again, I was terrified that I was going to be intruding into someone's peaceful and calm life and with news that perhaps people didn't want to know, but that hasn't been the case. So I'm going to meet my two half-brothers on my mother's side in a few weeks. They've invited me for Thanksgiving, which is incredible and incredibly generous and, and kind. And so I'm very excited about that. That's really cool. So do you feel like your life has changed in any way or do you feel like your life has been enriched or explained a little bit better to you? Yes, very much. I feel like I have the pieces have been filled in that were missing and certainly it brings up all kinds of new questions and new dynamics and new ways of being family. But there is this sense of I have all the pieces and now I can finish putting together my own puzzle. Yeah, that's definitely important. It's especially cool when the people are still around and you can meet them and yes. get to talk to them and everything. Did you have any relatives that were into like family trees or were able to show you old pictures of great great grandparents or anything like that? Yes, I did. My cousin does a lot of that. And my grandmother, when I visited her, she had a bunch of pictures. I have a picture of my great-grandparents and their matchmaker wow which is amazing so yeah I was able to see a lot of that and I and I'm hoping to see more the family that you grew up with were they very involved with their heritage and their culture in any way my father did a ton of genealogical research and has a big family tree that he put together and worked very hard on so yeah there was a lot of that which always made me feel weird because it was relevant and also not relevant at the same time to me which I'm not trying to disparage any of the research or work he did but there was always a feeling for me that I'm I'm not actually related to these people so cool for you (laughs) but I'm not as I don't know, into it, I guess, which makes me feel guilty because he worked so hard on it. And I am so much a product of my adopted family as well. Yeah, I know what you mean, because my dad's adopted mother's father used to run marathons in Atlantic City, and he was pretty well known at the time. And when pictures are going around Facebook or whatever from the family... Like, I look at it, and it's cool, and it's like, you know, that's really interesting. It it is strange. I I can definitely agree with that. Somebody had asked me once if I had ever made a family tree for their family, and I said, "Um, well, no. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, they're still, you know, my family. It's just, yeah. Right. It's just a different thing. Those kinds of connections aren't the ones, at least for me, that were the most important. Yes, I mean, especially if you never met them. 
So what would you tell other people who are thinking about seeking out their birth family? I mean, you're pretty early into the whole thing. So what would you tell them? I would say don't expect answers to everything. I would say be prepared for surprises. I would say be open to new ways of being a family. Yeah. That's an important one. Don't expect answers because unless you're willing to be very bold and possibly put somebody in an uncomfortable situation, they may not be ready to tell you those answers that you're looking for. Yeah. And they may not be able to answer in a way that is meaningful. There still will be questions that neither your adopted family nor your biological family can answer. They can only give you the pieces and then you have to decide what they mean. Yeah, so kind of like they can give you the facts of the situations, but you have to figure out how that pertains to you and makes you feel. Right, and it's not going to explain everything. Yeah, that's true. Thank you so much for letting me interview you. You're very welcome. or someone in your family has been touched by adoption and would like to speak about it, please email me at whathappensafterpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please check out the Instagram for the show to see pictures of my guests that they were so kind to share from their reunions. Next time, I'll talk to Kurt, who didn't really spend a lot of time thinking about how his adoption affected him until very recently. Listen next time to find out what happens after. Thanks for listening.